Essay, speak like a native, practice with feedback, study, get creative. W, woke, period, consciously be aware what you saying. A, accents matter, stress and expression, romance, swagger. G, grammar check, conjugate the verbs, use the right verb tense. A, tengo un secreto, escúchame bien por un rato. Guess what, when you speak Spanish, it's not English, it's Spanish. So, sprinkle that swag, stop walking around posting like, yeah, you me llamo. Dude, you sound ridiculous. Your ignorance is not conspicuous. Hey, I'm speaking from experience, not a guru who's striving for excellence. Been speaking at Espanol desde el colegio. No más monolingüe, Spanish web drip, yo soy bilingüe. And you can do it too. Apply the Spanish swag, you'll see you. Hey, this, 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 speak like a native. Practice with feedback, study, get creative. W, woke, period, consciously be aware what you saying. Hey, accents matter, stress and expression, romance, swagger. And yes, I said nosotras, in vez de ser with me, porque hoy tenemos una invitada and I'm so geek. I'm gonna bring her up here. Let me please give a big round of applause para la señorita la señora. Jacqueline Austin. All the Dominicanos, you can hear her say that. In Detroit, digamos aquí en mi ciudad, digamos, what up though? Para mí, que lo que es like on the same, es la misma, yeah. what up though, you know, es algo coloquio, es algo de la región, de la República Dominicana, Exacto. and yeah. nobody, man, nobody try to tell you que, que es no de la República, trying to tell you that that's not right, no es una manera pro, uh, apropiada, algo buena, no. no, no es de la standard, no, it isn't about una standard con lenguaje, yeah. you know, so, ¿cómo estás, mi amor? Bueno, mija, yo estoy aquí. I'm really good. I'm here. I'm happy to be with you. Estoy tan contenta para estar aquí compartiendo contigo. Sí. Um, tú sabes, una semana larga de trabajo, a long work week, pero vamos a gozar. Vamos a... Hey. Uh, sí, vamos a... ¿Sabes? Mi dicho favorito es no hay atajos sin trabajo. Exactly. No hay atajitos. We can't be taking these shortcuts. It's all about work, 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 work. Okay, so Jacqueline, tell us, cuéntanos por favor, um, ¿cuál es tu historia? ¿Cuál es tu herencia? How did you, por cuánto tiempo habla español? How did you desarrollar this manera de hablar de manera nativa? Tell us. Yeah. Bueno, primeramente, yo soy mitad eh, panameña y mitad americana. My dad is half Panamanian. I mean, my dad is Panamanian. My mom is um, African-American, so I'm half both. Uh, both of those. So, mi herencia es de eso. Um, I've always had a love of Spanish. Siempre tenía un amor del idioma. Um, and I just studied it from high school and to college. And then I went into the Peace Corps. Um, so, entonces, más o menos, yo tengo casi toda mi vida aprendiendo del idioma. Pero cuando fui a vivir en República Dominicana, That was when I got uh, more fluent in my language because 
I'm work, you know, I had to work in the language. I was um, working at the schools with the youth and the community. And so I had to get better um, language. And so that was kind of how I started speaking Spanish. Pero desde juventud estaba aprendiendo del idioma, estudiándolo. Um, y siempre me ha cantado el idioma porque eso es mis, mis raíces, eso era de mi papá. Um, and I just always wanted to learn it. My dad never really taught it to me. Um, sí, eso es lo que yo quería saber cuando era niñita. Desde su infancia en casa hablaba español. No, no, my dad never really taught it to me. Um, yo creo que más o menos... Um, Tú sabes que a veces cuando una persona se muda para Estados Unidos... Tiene que so like when my dad came here, you know, he was just trying to be American and he wasn't really trying to um, fully live out that part of his life. And so unfortunately, I did not grow up speaking Spanish, but mis tíos um, y mi abuela siempre hablaba eso alrededor de mí, pero nunca me enseñado. Entonces tuve que aprender sola, pero... I learned it and I love it and it's like the best thing ever. It's so. de su sangre, de todo. Okay, so yes. this is one thing I want to know. Porque aquí en los Estados Unidos, digamos mm -hmm. que más o menos 21% de personas que identifican que son bilingües, son bilingües por herencia y no por lo que aprende en el colegio. And es una lástima. You think about what goes on in other parts of the world, like, más de 50% del mundo es polilingual, you know, and yeah. it's los idiomas y aquí en los estados, you know, pero, you know, I'm not going to focus on something negative, but we got to talk about ages like it's a fact, right? Sí, so, diga, cuéntanos esto, when you first were introduced academically in mm -hmm. al lenguaje, en el colegio, en high school, did you find anything? I know your ears were already acostumbrada, you mm -hmm. know, to the sound, the phoneticas de español. Right. Were there any struggles that you had making connections, or did you think because of your background, you were able just to go right with the flow? Um, I had I struggled with grammar with that G in your swag. Um, G, grammar check, conjugate the yes, verb. girl, you gotta always do that grammar check. Siempre tiene que chequear la gramática. Um. That was really like the hardest. I think I never thought about how um, it was a lot easier for me to pronounce things uh, than my peers. I can't say that now, like looking back on it. Porque mi papi, mi abuela hablaba un poco de español alrededor de mí. Entonces yo estaba ya acostumbrada más o menos de entender y escuchar el acento. Sí. Entonces, I think it was a little bit easier in that way, but the grammar was definitely harder because um, just, you know, it's it's harder. Like some things end in O and you have to say la and some things end in A and it's L and it was like, what? Um, but but la gramática en inglés. You know, inglés es más difícil, girl. right? You know, okay, la cosa que me gusta mucho sobre el español Es un idioma que viene de latín. Like, it comes straight yeah. from latín. Igual como francés, um, italiano, portugués, romanian, y qué más. Y el portugués, español, hay cinco idiomas que vienen directamente. Francés. Italia, Italia español. Italiano, italiano. Francés. Español, portugués, romanian, y francés. Los cinco, yeah. those five love languages, as we right. call them. Viene de latín. Whereas English is como like una mezcla de todo. 
You got yeah. some Greek throwing up in there. You got some Latin thrown up there. You got some German. You got some it all up in there. Right? Yeah, but that just that speaks to um, us being a melting pot, you know. See, so, yeah. See, but you know what? With that concept of the melting pot, yo prefiero utilizar el or hablar del concepto de una ensalada, right? Because we have yeah. this hondo that represents mm-hmm. almost estadounidenses. And whatever you want to say, main culture or dominant culture represents la lechuga, the lettuce. But you know what? If I'm a tomate, I want to be my individual tomate. Nobody wants to eat una ensalada with just lechuga. You got that right. You exactly. Want to- you got to have some nuts in there. You got to have a little bit of cheese. Some quesito. You want all that. Plus, let's sprinkle that um, salsa. Un so, de sal, a veces depende de la persona. Sí, and so like. I think linguistically that melting pot concept is there, but culturally, I want to like encourage people. No, let's be una ensalada. You know, like let us all still have this plato hondo. This is yeah. like our nationality, as far as like porque somos de acá. But we have this individual story, and a tomato will never be a zanahoria. You know, a cebolla will never be un pedacito de crouton or panecito or whatever. You know, and so that's what is an amazing thing about being bicultural as well as bi, um, bilingual. Yeah. Now, otra cosa, porque, you know, I'm not like an internet stalker, pero lo que yo leí en su página de Instagram, everyone, por favor, hay que seguir ella. You have to follow Jacqueline at jack-underscore-jack-14, um, in Instagram. What I saw was que tú asististe a la Universidad Howard. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I did. H-U. Everybody put your hands in the air. How okay, okay, primeramente, ¿qué estudiaste? What did you study mm-hmm. um, there? And ¿cómo fue su experiencia en el contexto por lo general, pero pensando también en, en con español o ser bilingüe? Right. Um, so I studied, I, I originally started to study uh, political science because I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. I still kind of play with that idea. So, you know, don't be surprised. But um, I started doing that. And then I kind of was like, okay, I don't know if this is really for me right now. Um, and so then I ended up finishing with my psychology, my BS in psychology. Um, I had, oh my God, the best Spanish university teacher um, shout out to my teacher. Um, she's from Panama as well. Oh. So we connected on that because at that yeah, time. Panamena. Eso mismo. Sí, sí, okay. Eso. Señora, Eso. Señora Benton. Hey. Um, I loved her. She's up for, she's, I love her anyway. So um, that was one of the really, really big experiences for me with her in her class. Um, that kind of propelled me for because yo había perdido un poco de mi fuerza buscando la cultura, aprendiendo el idioma, mm-hmm. porque a veces si uno no tiene con quién practicar es muy difícil. Sí, claro. Y cuando yo entré en la clase con ella, ella totalmente cambió mi vida, totalmente cambió mi perspectiva de... Um, no sé, como de, de la cultura en general. Okay, um, que digamos, la representación importa. Representation right. matters. Imagínense, think about what the media portrays. You know, there's always this, todo, siempre hay people, mm. no? But when right. we think about someone that is Latino, right? Mm. That's this image. 
Right. And she looked just, well, not just like me, but she was brown skinned. She was tall. You know, she was beautiful. She was educated. And I was like, oh my God, like I love her. And then also she was Panamanian. And because my dad was still not in the place where he was teaching me about my culture, um, yo me acerqué mucho a ella porque ella me estaba eh, enseñando la cultura mía. Eh, ella me enseñó del baile y de, 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 de la música y todo y eso me enamoré más con el idioma la cultura latina eh, a través de ella y sí. ella yo la, yo la conocí en la universidad y todo y ella siempre me apoya hasta hoy en día yo hablo con ella eh, ella siempre me dice ¿cómo tú estás mi niña? y todo um, and it was just great. And I loved that when I went to Howard, I was able to have that kind of rebirth with my, my yeah. language because I was struggling. Um, and then shortly after that was when I had decided to apply for the Peace Corps the first time. Um, first time I didn't get in, but I continued. Um, and I went and then I ended up going to Costa Rica after school. Costa Rica. All right. Pura vida. Okay. Pero de que parte de Costa Rica, recuerdas? Oh, girl. Como una hora y algo en el autobús que tuve que eh, andar todos los wow. días. Wow. Eh, yo todavía hoy en día tengo una amiga de allá también. Ella, eh, yo no hablo tanto con ella como quisiera, pero she's amazing as well. So I don't know, like it was just all, um, I think I kind of got sidetracked, but um, Howard was amazing. Um, and I feel like meeting Senora Bolton. Um, at that time was really crucial for me. And then I just continued to study. I um, learned about like a, uh, it was, um, it was like a study abroad program through her, but I ended up not going. I don't know why, but then that was why I ended up going to Costa Rica the following summer because I didn't go to that exchange program that they had. Um, and yeah, I just love DC. DC was amazing. Um, that was one of the first times in my life that, well, I won't say first time, but that was a very important time in my life where I was able to see more black culture. Yeah. Okay. California. California. Sí, soy de California, donde yo crié en el sur. Okay. Pero donde yo crié, um, eh, no había muchas personas eh, morenas en mi como se dice, como like in my close circle, entonces no tenía mucho intercambio con Moreno tanto. Sí. Entonces cuando yo fui a universidad les, en Washington D.C. fue la primera vez que yo de verdad vi todo, en todos los rincones había Moreno, todos los rincones y eso, eso fue una bendición porque yo aprendí más de mí misma porque en California mm. nunca en identifique como mujer morena. No, yo sé que eso suena medio raro, pero I just never was like, oh, I'm a black woman. I was just like, I'm Jacqueline. But when I went to Howard and when I was there in DC with all those black, um, beautiful people is when I kind of started to grow. 
muy diferente. I, I started to kind of get more of an awareness of yes. me as a black woman, um, which was really great. I love it. I love it. Y sabe una cosa, por un año yo viví en Texas. Y obviamente Texas es otro estado aparte de California. Right. Y las culturas de ser chicano en, en Texas también es poco diferente de lo que es en California. Right. No obstante, you still have this concept of el chicano. Y esa cultura no está incluido el negro. You know, it's no. not. Y yo, por ejemplo, yo tengo una amiguita mi querida, um, y ella afroamericanita, no hispana, ella de California, y ella tuvo un novio que fue chicano, and everyone that is no chicano culture, chicano uh, represents people, the majority of them that have, of me they are of Mexican heritage, herencia mexicana, but we know that la historia de los Estados Unidos, we please do not act all about buenas vibras, good vibes, so do right. not be talking about, well, this is the USA, Okay, so <laughs> and all the people that are speaking Spanish that already were residing in areas before the USA became what it was. So that's not the energy that I'm about. Pero, so it's not fair to say all these immigrantes, you don't know anyone's individual story. There are people that have been living in California, in parts right. of Arizona, Nueva Mexico, Texas, for siglos, before right. whatever the colonization of Los Estados Unidos how it happened over the land happened. Well, um, and a, mi amiga, Afroamericanita, she, you know, was like, um, como se llama, prometido a él. And she was going, they were like, manning in a morales, los dos, pero la mamá de él was like, uh-uh. I no. was just about to say, when did she get into that part? No, And I heard the same, la misma historia, la misma. De personas diferentes. Pero sabe una cosa, it's not something that's muy like único, that it's just only happening in California or in Texas no. or within our culture. That's like Puerto General. You know, you want your people to be with your people. I understand yeah. that. Pero the thing that is a little disturbing. It's just like the way that it's done. Yeah. You know, there's a way to do it. Like, okay, we understand you want to have solidarity and you want to, you know, have that um in common maybe or whatever but you just don't bash someone just simply on the fact of who they love you know what i mean like it exactly. is who they love exactly and the crazy part is even within la cultura you know in the united states we label this hyphen hispanic pero afuera de los estados unidos nadie está diciendo hispano it's like soy colombiana soy mm -hmm. dominicana you know you read right where you're from, your country. And even within the country, you can rep what part of the country you are from, you know? Exactly. You know, like, yeah. oh, I'm from the Midwest, like we do. Oh, I'm from New York. You represent New York. You yeah. know, you rep that place, even though the overarching is the Estadounidense, it's the same concept. But within the U.S., we have this hyphen culture where we really, like, it's been encroached upon us where we're always labeling people. Sadly, this, but... Right. You know what I mean? Pero sadly, tristemente, el colorismo is a big problem within la cultura hispana, right? Right. To, you've heard the term, arregla la raza, where we mm. want to cleanse, or we want to keep it pure. Yeah, you know, and it's mm. like, nah, we not, you know. 
Welcome one, that mi gente. I am Dr. Kami Anderson, and I'm asking you to be a part of my hashtag Black Linguistic Army by joining me at Bilingual Brown Babies. This is a fully online language program for Black emphasis families, and I'm hoping that you will join me. That is on Instagram at Bilingual Brown Babies or on the web www.bilingualbrownbabies.com. Hasta pronto. Él es hispano, él es de dónde es él. Bueno, en, mi esposo es de la República Dominicana. Que lo Él no está ahí todavía, él no, no ha llegado. Eh, pero su familia tiene herencia de Haití, porque tú sabes, la isla de Española es la misma isla, ellos están ahí mismo al lado. Wow. Entonces, él es trilingüe. trilingüe. Él habla el creol, el español y ahora está hablando en inglés. Wow. Sí, entonces. ¿Los um, son haitanos o sus ¿Mm? abuelos, bisabuelos, los bisabuelos? Abuelos, de... su, sus abuelos. Ok, bueno, ok, bueno. Y es, es, you know, cuando yo pienso en la, la isla, originalmente fue nombrado la isla, well, aparte de los taínos, cosas así. Right. Llegó a los conquistadores. Fue nombrado la isla española. Right. right. Yeah. Recuérdame, ¿es it um, two-thirds of the islands Haiti? No, 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 no. Two-thirds is the Dominican. Okay. Yeah, and Haiti is like, right, is the, is like the, it's so weird. So, like, um, ellos ni hablan del oeste, porque técnicamente oeste es de Haiti. Entonces, ellos hablan del sur, del norte, del este del país, pero no hablan del oeste. What? Wow, muy interesante. Yeah, it was, it's, it was weird. I was like, I was like, oh, we're going to the west. And they're just like, where? Like Haiti? And I was like, what? I was like, no, like, uh, the border? I don't know. But, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, it's, even though you have these two countries situada, ubicada en la misma isla, dividido, mm -hmm. It's also the perception de los dos países for the rest of the world as if they're two totally, which they are, like two totally separate, even though I would imagine, me imagino que culturalmente is not just su esposo yeah. que tiene raíces de Haití. No, no, hay muchas personas que tienen bisabuelos o abuelos que son de Haití, pero no está muy hablado por, eh, bueno, por muchas razones, pero también el colorismo. Porque mm -hmm. ellos son muy prietos, muy oscuros, mm -hmm. y los dominicanos eh, eran conquistados de los hispanos, entonces ellos tienen los ojos azules o los ojos claros, y eh, tienen la, su piel como más indio, o qué sé yo qué. Um, entonces todo eso está mezclado, por eso ellos, yo no sé, que no se llevan bien. We just gonna say a prayer for all of God's beautiful children. You know, we exactly. don't. Exactly. You know, this this post traumatic stress comes from a whole lot of situationships. Yeah. You know? But I think el colorismo is like a problem for todo el mundo. You yeah, know? I agree. And it's 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 una locura, but it's like you understand. But I just want everyone to embrace who you are. You know, and I'm so thankful that you had that opportunity. To have that representation de una yeah. profesora morena, hispana, panamena, like that's so important. 
I think about todos mis estudios de español. Nunca he tenido ninguno. Ella era la única. Okay. Porque los demás eran de, de como Argentina, oh. Chile, algo así, Perú, cosas así. Todo, todo eran eh, eh, rubia. Sí, sí. And it's just representation matters so much, so much. Yeah. Y cuando yo era, okay, por un semestre en el año 2005, yo era estudiante de intercambio. So oh, yeah. I was in Costa Rica, and that was in 2005, in 2005. Yo viví con una familia tica, and I never forget. Oh, my God. I love my tica family. I loved mi familia. Y a veces la universidad estaba como, like, three or four blocks away. No, maybe, like, entre cinco y diez blocks away from the house. Mm. And I remember, again, I'm so thankful now we have more black people traveling abroad and out. We have a, a growing population of black expats, not just in Costa Rica, pero in Mexico, por todo lado mundo. And I just remember when, in 2005, and this is the truth, Dios es mi testigo, I clearly remember, um, I used to have to like show people mi pasaporte for them to believe that I was Afroamericanita estudiando yeah. en su país. As if this bueno, eso está hoy en día, mija. They really don't believe you. And I'm like, no, there's, you know, black people that are American. And that are bilingüe. You right. Know. Because that, but then it also depends donde está ubicado, right? You know, yeah. And it, it's just, we want to change that narrative. I'm really big. I'm putting a secret out here now for Black History Month. I'm going to debut my new tea that's going to say, I, comma, too, am bilingual, like in honor of Langston Hughes saying, I too am American. Well, I too am bilingual. Like, right. you know, like we have this whole concept of like, why is this so foreign for us to speak? more than one language, whereas right. Dr. Cami J. Anderson, um, she talked about as a result of the diaspora, we experienced language isolation. We were taken away. Oh, I think I remember watching her. Yeah, I absolutely love that. It's in our DNA to be polylingual. Like right. it's, it's in there. So we got to tap into that, you know, and I'm excited. I think it's just, sorry, I'm just so this, it kind of like goes both ways too, because even here in the United States, like if you are brown, people automatically assume that you're African-American mm -hmm. and there's never like another thought that, oh, maybe this person is, you know, I don't know, African, or maybe this person is from South America or whatever. Like, it's like, okay, you have brown skin, you have to be black. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, like my husband goes through that every day. Mm -hmm. And then people look at him and they're like, well, why aren't you speaking English the way that you're su supposed to be speaking English? Because aren't you black? And yes, he's black. He's just not a black American. That's different. Um, you know, so it's just that was sorry. That was my little caveat. No, no, it's, it's on the same exact lines. You know, we have this spectrum of like the different aspects of el colorismo. Like it's right. not just enough to say, oh, this is because people say they want to have this pure race. It's also what is the uh, the other side of that where we are judging a book by its cover. You right. know, you look at someone, oh, el negro. 
So he ended Afroamericano. Well, you don't know they don't know BNN. Like, get to know this person's story and like change the face of like, oh, like, why is yeah. it like this concept? And at the same time, the opposite end, hey, black people can also, black Americans can equally learn a language. Exactly. You know, like we can do this. We can all, you know, I think for me, and I would imagine, me imagino que si para ti también, cuando tú estaba en la Republicano trabajando, next I want you to share with us all of your work experience abroad. Pero I remember como cuando era estudiante, primeramente, porque later on for two and a half years later, yo viví en Costa Rica. Pero I remember part of my study abroad experience was the la universidad, la universidad estaba en la capital. And mm -hmm. then when we did have like weekend immersion programs, it was nunca estaba en el Caribe. They never like mm. never took us to the Caribbean. And a former associate of mine, she had been to Costa Rica el verano antes. And she said to us, Oh no, we gotta go see the black people. I'm like, there's black people here? Like, I know. I didn't even know there were black people when I went to Costa Rica until like maybe <laughs> a couple weeks in. I was like, where? Don't miss that. And I never forget. So then we were like on the sneak one weekend. I mean, this was like, <laughs> gonna get there. I mean, nuestro profesor, everyone was like, don't go, muy peligroso. I'm like, why is it so dangerous? I'm like, hold up. So I'm in Detroit, Michigan. I'm from Detroit and I'm black. Come on now. Right. I think I know in our danger, the danger there ain't got nothing on what goes on in certain areas in Los Estados Unidos. Tú vives in Chicago. Okay. We got to be woke. No matter, don't yeah. don't care. In LA, I lived in LA. I mean, you got to be careful over there too. Right, you got to know where you know. You can't. You just got to be woke. You can't be walking around here right. like, oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> when we were leaving, um, mi, mi madre tica, ella era muy amable, muy amable. But she was laying hands on us. She was praying over us, like. You know, the other guarded, all these things. And I was like, it was making me feel like, dude, like, what's maybe I happen? shouldn't go. <laughs> and this was way before this explosion of expats and all this mm -hmm. stuff. But I remember when I went there, I never felt, honestly, aunque soy de Michigan, es como, y yo soy estadounidense. I always tell people my identity comes from el altísimo, the most I got. I may have un pasaporte americano, but I do not limit myself to what anybody says or whatever. Mm -hmm. Pero cuando yo estoy físicamente en el Caribe Sur de Costa Rica, es como, I feel like that's, ese es el hogar de mi espíritu. Like, I just feel, yes. you know how yes. it's el Caribe. I think it's because as black people, estamos, somos bien conectados al sol. We are children of the sun. That's mm -hmm. why, that's why everyone, when you're in paradise, it's because you are, I think the original man and woman, we were up clear cerca de Ecuador. You know, we weren't up yeah. in these cold regions. So, I mean, I went there and I just remember seeing all of these beautiful black people. And I'm like, and they're speaking Patois, English, Espanol, yes. and the Spanish version of Patois. And I'm like, just like, you know, the joy that you get when you are able to share in other people's experiences and joy. I feel like that's what Spanish and being bilingual gives me because I don't want to be limited to the American vision or the American perspective of things. Like I want to see other people's perspective. And I just love that when you learn languages, it opens up your mind to be able to see the world the way that those other cultures or languages or whatever see it. And I feel like that is 
being human that's being alive you know that's part of our purpose on the world on on, on earth i think thousand percent agree okay so for all of everyone that's learning spanish this is this aligns exactly to what you say so even the concept of like el lenguaje es un reflejo de la cultura right mm -hmm. you can translate which we'll be talking about some of those things later yes my girl jacqueline offering some translation services because some of y'all need them please get a professional stop google translating stuff stop it. Stop it. I cannot lie. you know just gotta do it the right way pero um at the same time i think about the question and i always present it this way and especially having mis amigos and like a lot of the people in the caribbean side their bisabuelos being in the jamaica because mm -hmm. in the 40s and 50s they brought jamaicans to costa rica right on the ferrocarril jamaicans to panama too girl. so yes, okay, all that caribe for us why caribe is different like lo caribeños de la América Central, they all have lo raíces. So me imagino que tú bees, 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 somebody viene de Jamaica. And so yeah. I, my rastas, one of my good, one of the mis amigos, um, I love when I would hear him speak English because he's speaking it from the Spanish lens. So for example, when we say, ¿Cuántos años tienes? Mm -hmm. It translates to American English as, how old are you? Right. Literally, we know it says, how many years do you have? Right. But it will be weird if I walk up to you like, hey, how, how many, many years, years you got? How many years you got? I'm like, what? Left in the joint? Like, <laughs> I know. Like, what are you talking about? Years for what? <laughs> but it also sheds light on culturally the concept of time. And I love how he would say, oh, I have 40 years. And it's this concept of instead of saying, oh, I'm 40 years old or, oh, I'm 25 years old, is paying respect. Like, I have 25 years. Where? On the earth. Oh, like, I, yeah. I have 25 years of, um, of experience, of wisdom. So I embrace that, y'all. Yo tengo 36 años. I'm 36 years old. And I recently yeah. someone asked me, I was like, oh, ya casi tengo 37. I don't think too many women be, like, trying to go up. Right. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I embrace my grace. And all oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't tell in this hairstyle, but they up in here, girl. Yeah. I, they up in there. It's like, how many years do you have? How Like, it's, you know, I love that sentiment because that reflects the concept of time and age, how it's perceived. Like, there's wisdom, sabiduría. You know, like, I've acquired, gracias a Dios. I think about all of what I've experienced and even what I'm currently experiencing. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go back. It was like, oh, let's go back to high school. No. Nah. I don't want to go back to college. Nah. You know, like, más adelante. And I just love that concept. So exactly what you said. You learn things, especially when you're reading in other languages. Listening, obviously, with that swag, that native development. But right. also reading is so, like, it really is fundamental. Because you have, you gain insight to how this group of people perceives Whatever mm -hmm. this, um, what am I teaching? La arbitrariedad, because language is arbitrary. Like, yeah. why is a dog called a dog? Why is it un perro in español? It's not as if the name is associated with what it like what it, does what it or what. It, like it, or, yeah, you know, it's just it's arbitrario. So you just have to associate that. But you learn things, the concept of things. So yeah, yeah. so I love me. the Spanish language um, in that aspect as well because I feel like sometimes there are things that you can express a little bit more. Um, cuando yo vivía en la República Dominicana, yo vivía ya tres años. Y todavía... Oye, ¿cómo yo traigo en Costa Rica? 
Sí, tres años y todavía mi corazón está allá. Yo amo todo mi, mi campo, mi doña que me cuidó y eh, yo, estábamos allá el, el diciembre pasado y it was just all the feels, you know. Um, pero I really feel like when I lived there, I was able to experience a different part of myself that I feel sometimes, and, I, and it's not like I'm not authentically me here. I think it's just, I don't know, it just, the language just opens up a different door, um, a different area of you, I feel. And I think that um, that's one of the other things that I just love about being bilingual, because I know that In English, sometimes I struggle with how to say things like, man, like I don't want to be rude because sometimes you can say something and people can perceive it a certain way because you're being too direct. But in Spanish, I'm like, mira, pero, te, pero tú estás gorda, mija. Sí. Pero, ¿y qué es lo que tú estás comiendo? Sí, eso. Like, eso. And it's not, people aren't going to take it like, oh, girl, you fat. It's not offensive. And I feel like, Sometimes there's so many different things um, in the English language. It's like, dang, like I cannot express it the way that I needed to. And so I think because I was there in my early 20s, that was something that I really needed at the time um, as I was on my journey in life and learning out, learning who I was. Like, I feel like that piece was able to help me find other parts of myself that I will would need and am needing while I'm here in the States. I'm, you know, I'm 29. I'm not, I don't have that many years, but I do have 29 years. And so I feel like como tienen 19 años, mami. Ay, gracias, mija. Y tú también, tú estás como... Yeah, but I don't know. I just, I could talk about how much I love Spanish. I just feel like it's really, it opens up another part of yourself. And sometimes it even like, I feel like for me, it even helped my self-esteem, being able to express myself in a new way. Yeah. Um, and I just you know those, in those three years working there and learning the culture learning the people learning the way that they communicate it just was really it was great I mean I learned things from my Donia who took care of me my host mom um but then I also learned things from my kids when I was in class um because uh when I was in the Peace Corps yo era una um coordinadora de juventud entonces teníamos que dar clase en las escuelas en el colegio y también en el liceo oh no en el cómo se dice ya yeah, liceo like primary school and high school en el colegio yo tenía que dar clase en lo, la dotanda y eran de como autoestima era de autocontrol autoevaluación eh, herramientas de liderazgo Um, it was also about like parenting classes that we would give to families like with youth and they were like struggling with some of their behaviors and how can I like parent, you know, this really cha challenging behavior in a new way. También yo trabajé en un, yo tenía un, um, un estación de radio que hablaba de salud sexual y wow. cuáles son los tabúes también porque... Había mucha tabúe que la gente creía. There was a lot of myths that people were believing about um, sexual health. Um, like if you put two condoms on, you're going to be less likely to, you know, have get the girl pregnant. They had, um, there was this one, it was like if you put a belt around your waist, 
then you know the semen's not gonna get in your uterus <laughs> now they know that's not right Well, I definitely should uh, get invested in some more cinturon, you know, some some more belts up in this place. Girl, me too. Well, I mean, I don't have any kids yet, but I'm like, you know, look, I don't know. Maybe Hold up, some kids. more belts. Okay, all right. Um, but yeah, like I just did, I did a whole bunch of stuff there, but most everything was centering around like youth and like their mental health and like um, just like leadership and life skills, helping them plan like, okay, we're in high school. Like, what are we doing next? Like, what are the different things that we like? Because a lot of the times uh, when you are at a level of, and it's not like, because uh, when you're, when you don't have a lot of resources, you think about things in a survival mode, I feel. And I'm, I'm obviously, I'm not a professional on that, but that's kind of my observation. Like, you don't have time to sit there and be like, I'm going to journal about sí, my No. Um, soñar nada. No, tú no tienes tiempo para eso. Tú tienes que fregar, tú tienes que trapear, tú tienes que cuidar a los niños, tú tienes que ayudar a tu mami, tú tienes que lavar la ropa. Entonces, tú no estás pensando, oh, en el futuro, what I want. Tienes que vivir cada día por día. You know, and exactly. like, como yo voy a ganar plata bastante para, para comer. Exactly. I have to go to the river to get water because, you know, the water pipe is busted and now no one's coming. The mayor's not coming. They don't care. So we got to go down to the river with the donkeys and give me some water so I can wash my clothes. Like they're not thinking about, hey, I think I want to be a doctor or like, oh, hey, I have this really good skill. I can draw. Maybe I can be a painter. Maybe I could be an architect. So that was part of what I was doing in the high schools is carving out space for kids to be able to dream a little bit basically yeah. you know um and i loved it and i miss them so much and um the teachers were amazing and you know what's absolutely crazy it's this concept of um you know and it, it is real every todo is relativo you know like the yeah. concept of privilege privilegio right in los estados unidos we associate it with different groups of people or we associate with one social economic status Mm -hmm. Yet every Tola Relativo. I love this video. Everyone check it out. Um, it was produced, I believe the woman was either from Switzerland or from Sweden, but it was produced like around 2010, but they do new revisions of it. It's called Miniature Earth. And I love how they take the world population. And we know percentages are based out of, you know, por cien, ciento, mm -hmm. but then they just use numbers instead of saying like 50%, they say 50 of the community, 40 of the community, just so it seems more realistic and at the time, it was like 75% of the world lives off $2 a day or less. And wow. so, and they said, si tu tienes techo, cama propia, armario, servicio, inodoro, you know, and I think, y refri, you tu eres más rico, you're richer than 75% of the world. Yet our youth and even adults, we measure looking stuff up, you know, or telephone on Instagram or on TikTok, and we are trying to compare ourselves with what we see that is lujoso, but that's not reality. Hey, lovely friends, it's the Lovely Twins. We are the authors of a Lovely World Adventures book series. Our books are written in our own words, and we tell our real-life story about moving to Mexico and making new friends. Go to Lovely publications.com L-O-V-E L-E-I G-H 
P U B L I C A T I O N S dot You're listening to my mommy Jessie Feliz on Spanish swag. Bye bye. You know, and then I, my heart goes out where we still have so many crazy circumstances here and situations of our own people here alone, but this is still like first world or developed world problems. When there's people, like you said, we don't know if they're going to have some fresh water. So they got to go down with their water pails with some donkeys to get some water from the river. Like, and so like, and then for you to have the opportunity to carve out that time, I think that is such, I mean, I know, I know with, I would believe, that those children, now that they're older, they still have esos recuerdos. You know, they're still sí. Y también ellos tenían los recuerdos porque ellos también me enseñaron el español. Entonces, a veces, cuando yo llegaba <laughs> y yo decía algo, ellos me decían, profe, pero así no se dice. Oh, wow. So, una cosa? When it comes to anything, you have to have this growth mindset, right? Yeah. And I always talk about what Henry Ford once said. You have to fail forward. Yeah. Period. And so imagine you teaching those classes. And then when your, te- your students say that to you, like, you know, like, no, you can't tell me anything or you shut down. Right. No, that's how you learn. Y por eso tú hablas como hablas hoy en día. Yeah. No. Like, like, gracias a Dios, primeramente, claro, pero... Tambien, like my husband at the time he wasn't my husband but he would always be like no you have to say this because the other thing and I think we had talked about this before it was I had so much pressure as a brown woman because my body looked like a Dominican body and I spoke you know I had a good accent or whatever and so people kind of had this extra pressure on me or I well I felt that it was extra pressure um to speak like a Dominican um and then it was also the added pressure like you cannot speak like a Haitian Mm. so you had to speak you had to make sure you rolled your R's the right way if you didn't roll the the R the right way they'd be like no and it was like you know so it was like this added pressure even and I still you know of course I still love my experience but I just remember feeling like man like I gotta get this language because I mean, people are thinking like when you look at me, they're just like, okay, like she's another Dominican. Whereas my counterparts that were, you know, they were white men and women, you know, they had it a lot easier. Like if they pronounced something incorrectly, they would just be like, oh, ella la americana. But like if I did, they would be like, tu loca. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, whoa, like how come I'm getting this response and she didn't get this response? Like we're on, the, we got here the same day. I love it. I love it. But you you know, what's the phrase like diamonds, all of these precious minerals and yeah. gems, they only are produced with pressure. Pressure. And I was recently reminded, I own Versículo de la Biblia, and I can't remember the qual version, I think it was the amplified version, but it was talking about like steep steep your thoughts in like oh, God yeah. reality. And when you think about steep, you think about como te Tea, yeah. Take a bag of tea. You ain't gonna get that. You cannot extract 
the essence by putting that tea bag in some cold water. It's not. Right. Then why aren't we drinking cold tea? I'm not talking about you buying some cold. No, because even to make cold tea, you still have to have the water hot. You see that? So the pressure, you know, in the moment, in a moment, it's like, oh, like, yeah. you but you need it. And so it's kind of like, let's embrace, you know, let's have this yeah. mindset and actually embrace it. Cause it's like, you know what? I'll take some of that pressure, you know, like, because yeah. I know it is forming me. It is shaping me. And again, through our let's go swag. And you are in this position only because of that hot water or because of the pressure you know, so very true. I didn't even think about like that. Thank you. I'm like, you know what? Let me steep myself. Yes, let me steep. Yes, it. Let me get in this hot water real quick. Hot water real quick. Okay, we can add ice later, but let me be up in this hot water. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think it's a beautiful, amazing thing. So, um, you met your husband, como yes. se él en la república. Yep. Okay. And so he was like my um so when you get into the community, they assign you a person that knows the community that's well respected. And so it was him and his brother. They were my people because they had worked with the volunteer previously. The way they usually do the communities is they'll send three volunteers. Um, I mean they'll have three cycles of volunteers. So it'll be six years that a community will have a Peace Corps volunteer. So I was the second generation and they had worked with the first generation. And so um, he was, you know, showing me around him and his brother showed me around and everything. Um, but he was like always working and always like gone. So I never really saw him. So it was kind of like absence made the heart grow fonder. Um, in the beginning, of course, I wasn't thinking about him. Um, I mean, he was nice or whatever, but I don't know. Just one day I was like, he's, he's like a little cute. Right. So, um, yeah. And then uh, we, you know, continued, continued to date and everything. And um, yeah, it was great. And then we met each other, you know, got married. We got married there. Um, wow. Yeah, we got married there because. Um, in la playa or la iglesia? No, en, en la corte. Okay, so you, so you. Oh, en, en el corte, perdón. En el corte. Si, so you. Yeah, so, but no, it was, um, that was good. So we did. So I met him there. And then I originally was only supposed to stay two years because your Peace Corps volunteer um, time frame is two years, well, it's 27 months because um, it's three months of training and then 24 months of your actual work. But then I extended a third year because um, I had made a, I had a really close bond with one of the English technicians in the District of Education in our region. And he wanted to work on this project to help the Spanish-speaking teachers teach um, Spanish in a new way. Because originally, or not originally, but for a long time, they were teaching it like in a memorization type of way, like putting consonants with vowels. And then that would be, the kids would learn, you know, mama, me, mo, move, papa, people, boo. Mm -hmm. And so um, he was wanting to do a pilot program basically of how to teach them the individual sounds. I can't remember, um, what do they call it? There's a word for it, but like when you learn the individual sounds of each letter so that you're able to basically read and you know speak whichever word you see because you're able to know the sound of each letter. Um, so I stayed on a third year to help him pilot that program and it actually went really well, but then you know there was COVID so we didn't get to do the seguimiento, 
Same. Um, but it was it was it was good. It was great. I love my third year. Um, and I was also a piece. It was, so my third year, I was also the um, the regional like volunteer coordinator slash supervisor for the kid, the people in my region. So I had like 26 volunteers that I had to check in on and, and monitor their progress and make sure that their projects were going well. Um, and then offer any type of like extra guidance. Like I would go to the schools and talk to the principals, like if there was a problem or if they didn't understand, like what was the goal? Because sometimes they didn't understand it all the way. They were just like, yeah, we want an American at our school, you know? Um, and then I would like, I did housing checks. Like I made sure that the housing conditions that the volunteers were going into (laughs) met the standards and were appropriate. Um, you know, it wasn't, you know, glamorous, but there were certain ones, like depending on where they were, there there were certain standards that the house had to meet. Um, so I would do that too. So that was what my third year consisted of. Jacqueline, can I just say you represent and you exude. I know we said sometimes you got to say stuff in one language as a sentiment. I got to say this in, in English, right? Okay. You okay. Exude black girl magic. It is. Oh just my incredible. gosh. I mean, just listening to you, and you know, I love like, um, tú eres una mujer muy hermosa, and then, oh, yeah. but you know, um, la belleza is not solamente por fuera, you know, exactly. and all the time, right. el enfoque is there. Oh, como I gotta be snatched. No, pero tu belleza es por dentro también, and it just when I say you exude it, it's just like ah, and just. I'm so happy that those individuals, whether it was the voluntarios, los alumnos, la maestras, los directores, I'm happy they all were able to tap into that and to part of that. And I'm happy that all of our listeners and viewers also get to experience it because you're just invigorating me because, you know, they say, we fall down, but we get up. And then some days I'm like, dude, what in the world? Is, I'm gonna say, is I doing? I ain't saying am I. Is I doing? But you know, I'm just thankful that we have this community, and I really just want to make sure that we stay conectados because I really want us to like encourage, like promote this bilingualism in the Black American community because they say, you know, it literally el bilingüismo abre puertas, like. There are opportunities that you just do not have access to. And I know from all of my experiences, I know now listening to you about all of the opportunities you had afforded to you, you know, I think it's just an amazing thing. And we just have to, you know better, do better. So we just want to like this as much as possible. And I want to give a promo for you again. I can't say again. You have to follow Jacqueline and Instagram. Her username is Jack J-A-Q Guion Bajo underscore J-A-Q 1414. And I also want to show everybody Susitio Web, your website. And and les enseño ahora Compartir mi pantalla. And so can you tell us, Jacqueline, what is a service that you offer? Bueno, entonces yo comencé. Lo siento, lo siento. I want to make sure I acknowledge it. It is translations-now.com. Okay, mi amor. No, okay, entonces yo comencé este negocito eh, porque de verdad yo... eh, Quería dar acceso a personas latinas 
a cualquier cosa, porque no debería eh, tener, limi no debería tener limi limitaciones en lo que pueden ver o lo que pueden leer, porque cuando mi esposo llegó aquí, la cosa era muy difícil para él, porque no había exámenes en español, no había diferentes lecturas de universidad en español. Entonces yo tuve que traducirlo, entonces yo creí esa, ese negocio porque yo quería ofrecer servicios mayormente como de lectura para traducir eso, para que la gente tenga más acceso a diferente información. Entonces traducimos documentos, por ejemplo, eh, diferentes ensayos, si uno tiene una página de red, yo lo puedo traducir eso. Si algún negocio quiere proveer documentaciones en español para sus empleados, también se puede hacer. Y también nosotros eh, hacemos traducciones en español de cualquier evento, presentación que uno está haciendo. Um, so yeah, we just do like, we do documentation, translation, Just providing, you know, um, if you have like a pay, like some paperwork or like an application or a manual that you want to have um, in, in Spanish as well, we will translate that. Um, if you have a presentation and you want like a live translator or I guess not in person, but, you know, maybe virtually we can do that. If you need over the phone translations for like a client or something. We would also offer stuff like that too. So just basically providing more access to Spanish-speaking people to whatever it is that they need because um, they should not be limited just based on the fact that they haven't learned the language um, here. And we don't even have a technical uh, official language in the United States. So everyone should be able to get access to whatever it is that they need to help them get to the place that they feel is for them for where they're supposed to be. And also, con su servicio de traducción, this is also for American English speakers who need translation services. Everybody, por favor, I have to say this. Yeah. And I'm not throwing any shade at Google Translator. You know, I go look at the internet, I said, si es emergencia and you need to look up something to communicate effectively, por favor, hágalo. Pero right. when you want to produce an official document, whether you are starting un negocio, we have a lot of people starting businesses afuera del país, y está, ellos están en un país hispano, whether Costa Rica, Colombia, Venezuela, please reach out to Jacqueline. She's here. Para yeah. She's here to help out um, because there's a lot of mistranslations going on and people trying to do this, that, and the third. And, and I think the other thing too is like, it's cultural, like, Sometimes you're going to do a translation, like you said, for Google Translate, but maybe that word does not mean the same thing. Yes. It doesn't express what you want to express. So you have to also be able to speak in a way that someone is going to, your client, whoever your client is, is going to be able to understand. You don't want to just put like, I can't even think, like, I can't even think of a word right now, but there, you know, I've, there's words and I've like even told them to my husband and he's just like, I don't even know what that means. Because, you know, it's also that las expresiones, right? Because mm -hmm. when you have that translation, like literally you can work, look up word for word and possibly yeah. phrase for phrase. Right. <clears throat> there's a way to say things. There's a Spanish speaking way that's separate from the actual Spanish 
words. Does that make sense? Yeah. Which again reflects a culture. Just as right. like I mentioned earlier, tengo 36 años, right? That means I, it translates to I'm 36 years old. That literally what is written is I have 36 years. I know a lot of people that will write soy. This one I'm talking about, they'll say yeah. soy because in English we say I'm. Right. In Spanish, you don't say soy, even though there's some in Spanglish. So you will hear with Spanglish people saying soy. But mm-hmm. that's not, I mean, when you have official translation, you want it to be, you know, grammatically correct as right. well. And we are, I am, we are working on our um, certification for American uh, Translation Association. So we'll be getting that within the next, I'm hoping within the next two to three months, we'll be able to have that. So we'll be American Translator Certified. They say a couple that prays together stays together. I'm going to add a couple that translates together. Yeah, and my husband, I'm, I'm telling you right now, he is totally itching to get in here because he's like, Tú tienes la entrevista con la muchacha, ¿verdad? Él llegó a la casa. Sí, él llegó. Para venir acá para saludar. Porque antes de salir, porque ya casi vamos, estamos terminados, pero. Okay, dame un segundo, Betty. Okay, está bien. Ahora we're going to meet el esposo de ella, de Jacqueline. And I'm so, it's, it's, I'm so happy that she had this opportunity para viajar, trabajar en un país. Eh, okay, eh, aquí presento el señor Marcelo Simón. Ay, ay, ay. Hola, Marcelo, ¿cómo estás? Estamos bien, gracias a Dios. ¿Usted cómo está? Bien, gracias. Él es fiel. Ok, primeramente, bendiciones a los dos. Amén, gracias igual para ti también. Dios es súper fiel y vea, tú eres un hombre bien... ¿Cómo se dice? ¿Cuál adjetivo puedo usar? Porque la mujer que tienes tú, ella es una estrellita. Entonces, bendiciones a ustedes con su negocio. Eh, y no es una negocito, no es nada pequeño, porque como dice Drake, started from the bottom now, oh, yeah. exactly. hay que empezar. Y recuerden, no hay atajo sin trabajo. Y si ustedes okay. están trabajando, ahorrando juntos, luchando juntos, no hay nada. Y si Dios está con ustedes, ¿quién contra usted? Nada. Amén, mira. Así es, así como yo bailo. Entonces, bendiciones a ustedes. Gracias por um, haberse tomado tiempo de estar aquí conmigo. Sí, y gracias con a ustedes. Mis también. personas, sí, vamos a estar en contacto porque, mami, hay un montón de cositas que quiero hacer. Sí, avísame, llámame, Cualquier sí, sí. cosa, pero yo iba a ser vaina. Ok, y también quizás en el verano voy para Chicago. Ok, sí, avísanos. Sí, o sea. ¿Me avisa también? Nosotros no vivimos en Chicago, pero. Eh, ah, no, no. ¿A dónde? Nosotros vivimos en Illinois, pero que vivimos en el más el sur. Es como un Menos cerca de um, San Luis. Ay, sí, sí, yo recuerdo, en el sur del estado. Yeah. Ok, yeah. ¿cuántas horas de Chicago está? Five. Oh. No está muy mal, pero si tú me avisas con tiempo, podemos llegar allá. You give me time, I, we can drive up there, girl. Don't worry, we'll take the train. Okay, está bien. Ok, mis amores, um, besitos a todos, abracitos, gracias por gracias. todo. Gracias. And have a wonderful evening. Chao, everybody. Chao. Chao, bye. 
Hola, everybody. Hablo Jesse Feliz. I'm the host of Spanish Swag. Follow me online. Let's keep the conversation going at Jesse Feliz Plus on TikTok and on Instagram. Y buscame. Look for me on YouTube by typing in Jesse Feliz. You can learn more about me, la manera de mi enseñanza, how I teach, and you can also get tons of free content online. So sígame en línea en mis redes sociales y nos vemos pronto. Chao. Yeah, yeah, yeah.